Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I am here with my mum. Hi. And I'm Lenny, and I'm now a grandmother of three children. Yes, you are, and I'm a very tired. Actually, I'm not that tired. I'm not going to complain. You're doing well, Jess. You know what? Our um, iPad is currently balancing on a box of Gower Cottage brownies. Now, I'm not a big brownie fan. Yeah. But these brownies are sensational, and two people, two separate people have sent them to me as, like, a birth gift. Yeah. The, the beauty of having a podcast that's about food, people send you food. It nearly sent Sam into... It, it drove well, him to he, tears He nearly had week. a breakdown last week. He was overwhelmed, Jeff. My husband nearly cried at the amount of edible gifts we got because he found it so overwhelming. Not tears of joy, tears of sheer overwhelmedon. Is that yeah. a word? Overwhelmed. Being overwhelmed. Okay. Anyway, so I need to just say that I now know the best gifts to give people for pregnancy and for birth what am I talking about right post birth so Sam became a florist which was very kind of everybody that sent flowers looking gorgeous but it did look like a wake at one point but we still love it beautiful Um, flowers but the food okay so today Coco Bailey who did my cover for the book um has I sent her cook meals which I also sent to manager Sarah because I love them the Crumble and sticky toffee pudding are fantastic. But she sent me a mystic barek. Have you heard about these bareks? Right, I'm going to show you them. Borek. Borek? Borek. Yeah, they're just stuffed pastry. No, I, I know what they are. Sorry, did I say it wrong? Tomato, well, Turkish, tomato. Turkish, aren't they, darling? Yes, yeah, they are. But look at these ones. Mystic barek, right? Look at these bloody things. Sticky tomatoes with smoked honey, mascarpone, aubergine and garlic. I don't know which one I'm getting, but I'm getting it tonight and I'm very excited. Shout out to also Masala Walla down the road who sent me a delicious uh, Indian last Why? night. Because they just care that, you know, the uh, their neighbour is okay. God, well, it's a bit late for me to have another child, but I wouldn't have minded, <laughs> to be honest. The Condator and Cook cake is the best cake, celebration cake, in the goddamn world. Yeah. The noisette, yeah, contour and cook cake. I implore everyone to go and get it. I hate the word moist. Terrible. Never going to give you. Um. So yeah, I, yes, it's a moist cake that gives a lot and can be in the fridge for a few days. Is this boring for everybody? I feel. Yeah, like, I think it probably oh, is, darling. Okay, You've gone well. on, but your world's been very, very condensed to just food and feeding. Food and feeding. Yeah. Which actually has been quite a pleasurable two weeks, to be honest. Good. I'm no longer gluten-free, Mum. You'll be happy Thank to know. Thank God, yeah. Pushed the baby out. Yeah. Had an honest burger after the baby was born. Good. I've had two, actually, since he's been born because yeah. we 
loved it so much. Yeah. Their gravy that Honest Burger do for the chips is lip smacking good. Anyway, so I'm back yeah. with a bang and a bit of a belly that isn't because there's a baby inside and he's sleeping upstairs, I think. So we may be good to go to do this first good. podcast with me back in business. I've got a bit more energy this time and we are so excited to have this guest. Yeah, you're not as grumpy, darling. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Because, yeah. yeah, I was tired. I'm, yeah. I was growing a human. I'm apologising now darling, for that. Darling, glasses are very dirty. Oh, you know what? Thank God it's a podcast because Munya is not getting uh, an A-class pop star today, I tell you. So the guest we have today was supposed to be done two weeks ago. Um, my manager, Sarah, rung me on the phone and said, do you fancy doing a podcast with Munya Chihuahua tomorrow? And my water's broke in uh, God, in response and reaction wow, to he, not wanting to do uh uh, a podcast wow, maybe when I was he should be the, his name should be spoken around Munya the world induction Munya chihuahua. induction chihuahua <laughs> the inducer anyway so i went into labor as soon as um you heard his name i heard his name christ that, so, you better be careful out there i know listen beware of the power of munya so we decided that we'd wait a few weeks until i'd given birth and the baby was here and now we are doing one on zoom because covid is everywhere again so we're doing it on zoom to be really safe um i've actually met munya on zoom before so i'm a bit sad that we didn't get to cook for him he is a british zimbabwean satirist um that's if you don't follow him on instagram you need to because mum i mean you've only recently discovered munya i've been following him i think since kind of i think clara ampho put something up of him or reggie yates did and i was like who is this joker it was over a year ago but mum which one made you fall for munya the matt hancock parody yeah. shaggy it wasn't me it wasn't me. It was so funny. He's just got such a way about him that doesn't... He's observant. He's observant, he? but also the pace in which he reacts to a scandal or a topic in... He's a, a true satirist. It's remarkable. Yeah. And he does it all, like the editing. And yeah, he's fantastic. We're really excited to chat to him. So this is the last episode, because we were supposed to do this a couple of weeks ago. And then I was supposed to be on a, a version of maternity leave. So we're going to have a couple of best of episodes after this because we haven't done best of episodes for ages. No. And so I think we've got like over a year's worth of excellent oh, guests. Yeah. So we've got two episodes of that and then we'll return for, I don't even know what season it would be. What, season 13? Se season 12 because we're, we're the not going to have a 13, darling. Why? We'll go straight to 14. Not lucky. Well, that's unfortunate because the first transmission date of the new series is October the 13th. So... <gasps> Yeah, that's happening. So we'll At least it's a Wednesday. Yes. So we will be back on the 13th of October for brand new uh, guests, hopefully all in person, cooking up delights. Yep. Exciting new guests. Really exciting. And I'm off on my holly bobs. Yeah, all right. Don't rub it in. Yeah. I'm going to Kent. Munya Chihuahua coming up on Table Manners. So we have Munya Chihuahua here. Yeah. Mate, I only meet you on Zoom, apparently. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm a virtual man. Maybe you are. <laughs> we just don't know this. Maybe I'm the virtual Idris Elba. I'm the 3D render of Idris Elba. <laughs> That's what they call me. Listen, the manifestation listen, of Idris. Munya, I have to. I have to tell you that we were supposed to do this a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know if you know that basically my manager called me on the Wednesday afternoon and said, listen, we've got Munya for Thursday. And as soon as she uttered your name, my waters broke. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm going to call you the inducer. The 12th person that's happened to, which is just crazy. (laughs) But I had to cancel my podcast with Mary Berry as well. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I mean, congratulations. How crazy is that? But listen, maybe you could like be kind of, you could do some kind of visualization for overdue mothers Mm. and pregnant people who, who need, who need that incentive. And they just go, listen, Munya is coming over for tea. Mm-hmm. And then it just makes the job get going. So or, anyway, thank you. Or, or maybe just have a huge picture of my eyebrows in the maternity ward. Oh, you think? would you think that would make us dilate more quickly? I mean, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make that correlation here on the podcast. <laughs> but I'm just saying, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Listen, they are beautiful eyebrows, they're, they're and I, I feel like a little oxytocin is flowing through me now—the love hormone. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I'm dilating again. I make a birth again. Anyway, we've got you here, and it's yeah. a pleasure. My mum only learned about you very recently. I've been telling her about you, and that she was like, fine. "I don't know what you're talking about." Mm-hmm. And then she saw the Matt Hancock, and I fell in love with me or Matt Hancock. <laughs> you, of course. <laughs> no, are you sure not Matt Hancock, sexy no, no, dancing? No, not no? at all. It was so clever and so responsive and so observant and so apt mm-hmm. and a funny, such good fun. Thank you. I mean, that, that, that feels like one of the ones that the most mums saw, I think. Because, you know, my, my parents, you know, they kind of get what I do, but they don't really care. Like, it's a different generation, you know. Um, but when the mums at my sister's school were, were sharing the vids in the, in the mum WhatsApp groups, you know, that to my mum is worth more than, say, a BAFTA, you know. Of course. If bloody That's like Eden's breaking America. Mum, yeah, if Eden's <laughs> yeah. mum is sharing it in the group, then it's like, wow, okay, bow down. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. that was the that was the mum, that, that was the one that I think gained me the most mum followers. That's like when I um, got on the G-A-Y um, jukebox, mm. um, my brother said, you've made it. <laughs> so, um, but but I, what I want to know, mm. was Matt very keen on the um, video? Did he see it, do you think? Do you know what? I think he did see it because lots of people were joking to me saying that. Uh, so I know a few people, you know, family friends who work in Westminster and okay. they said things like, you know, only sort of like, you know, smaller jobs. But they were saying things like, oh, it's gone around the WhatsApp groups. And oh, shit. I heard from one friend who said that one of his family members actually worked with a, with a relative of Matt Hancock's that Matt Hancock said, oh, do you think people will think I'm not a dweeb now? <gasps> oh, no, you're like his puff piece. his profile. No. Which is funny because I think the moment you say... The moment you use the word dweeb, I think you're trapped <laughs> you're as a dweeb forever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so his people didn't get in touch with your people and say, let's, let's, let's go collaborate. Further. Yeah. I don't think they'd, I, for some reason, I don't feel like if Matt Hancock wanted to get in touch, I don't think it would be in a friendly way. Do you know what I mean? I think it would be a sniper through the bathroom window. So fortunately yeah. that hasn't happened yet. So yeah, move on to the next one. <laughs> but let's talk about, let's talk about your family. So you've got a sister who has children mm-hmm. and the mum's groups are happening. Your parents are kind of, I mean, how do they feel about their son now being like a huge satirist? I mean, to be honest, like I said, so my, with my parents, I think it's, just, it's, it's funny the things that kind of, you know, it's funny the things that they get excited about or the things that make them feel like I'm achieving something. 
So when you're when it's about social media and you're saying, oh, mum, look at 2.5 million people saw this or a million people have done this. They're sort of like, mm. oh, well, you know, that's right. Good, that is. <laughs> Where are you from? Where's that accent? Oh, it's all over. It's Derby, Sheffield, Birmingham, Norwich, Zimbabwe. Just a blend. It's a smoothie of voices. Where, isn't it? Were, you, where were you born? I was born in Derby, but pretty much I just Derby. say Zimbabwe because no one can remember things until they're like... Are you a Rams supporter? No, no, I don't really watch football, to be honest. I'm a bit more violent. I watch cage fighting. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Really? Again, men in tiny shorts. You should love it. <laughs> It anyway, kind of doesn't. It, it doesn't go with your gentle, lilting, sweet, gentle accent. I mean, that I can imagine you watching cage fighting, but I mean, like, adds a little spice, man. Yeah. I only put on this voice for podcasting. As soon as this is over, <laughs> oh, do you? I'm back to effing and jeffing and you know body slams and all sorts. So your your family are far from Zimbabwe. So my dad's from Zimbabwe and my mum is from Derby, and I think they met at a university in Wales. You know, it sounds like a very strange oh, Disney film. Uh, my dad was DJing, probably had some sort of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air haircut. And my mum was like, wow, something about the way he plays out the Macarena that really gets me going, gets the oxytocin flowing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they got together. And uh, I think actually I'm, I'm probably a bit of a combination of both because my mum's my mum's great with words, I think. Yeah, you know, sometimes mums use the expression, they say, use your words. I think that's something my mum taught me to do. And then my dad is sort of like the, the charisma element almost. You know, he's a bit of a joker. It's quite a serious guy, but when he'd have pockets of being very funny and very charismatic, those are the things that I always remembered. It's kind of like fusing the things together. But yeah, as I was saying with my mum, it's like, you know, she doesn't really understand things like retweets or likes or follows. But the moment she sees like a little cutout of your head in like the Sunday culture magazine or whatever, then she's like, oh my God, do you know what I mean? Sees you next to bloody Alan Titchmarsh and she's like, wow, this is brilliant. <laughs> Did they take it seriously as a job before? Um, did they did they think. think that you were going to be something else? I don't think they knew what kind of like money a person could make from wanting to talk or wanting to tell jokes or wanting to entertain. Right. But by that point, I'd already made up my mind. Do you know what I mean? I was so convinced that I was going to do it that I didn't really I wasn't really listening to what they were saying. And there was just no way that they could convince me to do uh, another job. So I'd already set my sights. And then it's, it's mainly when the presents start getting better, I think. So, for example... When Mother's Day comes around and you're not buying her a cup from Poundland that says best mum ever. Yeah. I think that's when my mum was like, oh, I think I quite like this new lifestyle of, you know, M&S truffles once a year. <laughs> so you started off in, did you, st you were born in Derby. Yeah. Did you grow up in Derby? No, I grew up in Zimbabwe. So I was in, I was in Derby until I was four. And the only thing yeah. I can remember is absolutely loving the Spice Girls and wanting to marry... Which one? Baby Spice. Baby. And thinking in my brain that everything was going to be okay because she would stay the same age whilst I grew up. Okay. And then when we were the same age, we'd get married. But that didn't happen yet. So, That's hold on, you're it. a 90s baby then, aren't you? I'm a 92 baby, yeah. Oh, my God. Piss off. So annoying. <laughs> in showbiz years, in showbiz years, I'm a, I'm a 2000s baby. Oh really? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I right. mean, I don't, I don't really care to be honest. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't really care about them things. So food, okay. This podcast is about food. Growing up around, mm. well, in Zimbabwe, what was the, what were the meals that were on the dinner table for you? So there's only for me in my family, there's only really one main Zimbabwean meal because my mum's an amazing cook, so she just cooks all over. Right. You know, my mum thinks every night is Master Chef finals. So my dad is the one who. He, he would make the traditional Zimbabwean dish, which is 
Sadza, right? Now, Sadza is like, you mm. can think of it as almost maize if it was squashed together, you know? Yeah. So it's like this big mound of like maize and you can use it like, um, you use it like as like a little dish almost. So you've got it on uh-huh. your plate, scoop it up. Then you get a bit of veg on it. Then you get a bit of meat on it. Yeah. And then like a bit of the gravy thing. And then you just pop it in your mouth. Delicious. So it's a bit like polenta all kind of squidged together. Mm. No, it's like, it, it's more, is it more like unction? Is it a bit like, like it's sticky? Mm, it's sticky. It's like, it's like mash, but less smooth. Okay. Yeah. It's, it, do you know what? It's like if mash and rice had a baby. Yeah. But don't, I thought Zimbabwe, that mealy meal is what lots of people eat. Yeah. It's like a maize and they yeah, eat it with. That's part of it. So yeah. all I know is to make it, you've got this powder, yeah. which I think is a mealy meal. And yeah. then you add the water mm. and then it thickens into this, you know, sadza. And that's your carb, oh, and that's like your yeah. Okay, mm. lovely. Did you like it? It's a staple. Yeah, man, I used to love it, but I hadn't cooked it in so long because I just I never got to cook it because I was so young. So it's like I need to just have that. I need to know where to buy it, and I, I don't know, man. I, it's just too many memories. If I get it wrong, I've ruined my childhood. Don't, you know? don't do it. So, I what think, are there any good restaurants? Where do you live now? Now I live in uh, South London. Oh, right. Have you found any good Zimbabwean restaurants in London? Mm. Do you know what? I haven't actually. And I've not even looked. Right. Not even looked. That's the truth. But in London, there are more Zimbabweans. Like I always, if I'm out and about and someone comes up to me and they're like, I'm Zimbabwean. That brings me a lot of joy Mm. because it brings back so many memories. In some ways, Zimbabwe is a bit like a time capsule to me because Mm. I've not been back since 2005. That's a long time. And I haven't been back because I know it's changed. You know, I remember it with a child's eyes. So I, rem- I remember it as this, you know, luscious, overgrown, like green, you know, uh, utopia almost where all the trees were full of flowers and fruits. And our house looked like, you know, our house was, you know, had a lovely house there because of course my parents thought this is going to be home forever. Mm. We're going to make it our home. We're going to buy all the things we ever wanted. We're going to paint it. And my, my mum's an incredible decorator. So when we left, obviously, all of that goes downhill. It's not like England. You know, if you're in England, if, if you were to leave the country, Jesse, your mum would be like, all right, I'll pop in the house, make sure it's, it's good, you know, mm. just keep everything in check. It's, well, it's not like that. As soon as you leave, people are trying to enter your house. You know, people are taking tyres off the cars you've left there, all sorts. So if I went back now, I, I think it would traumatise me because it would be so far removed from this, like, glist I have. That's the thing that so stops me from do you going still back. have a house there? Mm, you've got a house. But you're just worried about going back to that house because of what it will be like, or is it also... I've seen pictures of it. And? It looks like those shows where they, you know, they have this rundown house and then there's someone who gets to fix it. Our house looks like the before picture. Oh, wow, right, okay. But, you know, that's what happens. And I mean, I'm I'm fine because I've got my memories, you know? Mm. Was it Bulawayo? Or no, it was Harare, which is the capital. Harare, mm. yeah. Um, I want to hear about your mum being this master chef champion. Mm. Um, so when you weren't having those dishes in Zimbabwe, what are some of the other memorable dishes that your mum makes? Or is it just kind of she's trying things out all the time? That I think she does, she'll do things like tagine. She'll do like a range of pastas. She'd be doing curries, Thai curries. Um, even her sandwiches were amazing. Like I could always tell when my mum was in a bad mood with me or if I did something wrong by the filling of the sandwich. So, you know, if <laughs> if I was in, if I was being a good boy or whatever, it would be like 
you know, maybe we'd had like a pork joint the night before and it would be in there with like the apple sauce and the crackling. Mm. And then one day I must have really irritated my mum because I went to school and I opened my sandwich and it was bread, bread, bread. It was a, it was a bread sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to kill me. <laughs> so, so, so on to lunch boxes. Did you have packed lunch when you went to school? Yeah, you know, I need to tell you this bit, a bit of a spin-off story because it just makes me laugh. So this is not related to food, but so when I moved to England, basically, I remember my, my grandparents was was the house we'd always go to. Right. Because they had a staple house in, uh, base in England. So we went there and we just travelled on the plane from Zimbabwe. It'd been like a two day journey, all, all in all. And we got to the house and um, I was like, I can't wait to have a shower. I was just a young boy. Right, let me get my clothes out, got my trousers, got my thing. I was like, right, let me get some fresh pants out. You know, when you've been on, when you've been traveling, you're like, I just want to feel fresh. I'm looking through this underwear drawer and I'm just seeing these shorts. Now, I'd never seen boxer shorts before. Okay, I'd only ever have seen wife fronts. What do they wear in? Well, they wear wine. Sorry, I make it sound like we were wearing loincloths. So we wear wife (laughs) fronts. But I'd never seen boxer shorts before. So I remember going up to my grandma and being like, you know, grandma, um, I think you've made a mistake because you just bought me loads of shorts and no pants. And she was like, no, let me explain. In England, boys wear boxer shorts. So the reason I tell this story is because then I became obsessed. Like I wanted to have the best boxer shorts. I was like, these are so cool. I'm a teenager now. And I remember, no, never, never Calvin Klein's, but I went to this one shop and they were selling these packs of boxer shorts for like three pound. And they all had, they all had on the, the band, they all had the word lunchbox on. That was the name brand. That was the brand. <laughs> so one day I went home with this bag of all these lunchbox boxer shorts I'd uh, I'd bought. And I was there with my friend and I was trying them on. So I'm obviously, I've got no shirt on. I've got no trousers on. I just got these boxer shorts saying lunchbox. And my mum walked in with, with my friend there and she went, oh, lunchbox, any sandwiches? And I remember being like, Mom, so humiliated <laughs> that my mum was making a penis joke about her son, and I could never invite that friend around again. So that is my long story about lunchboxes. I'm really glad that we've got that story and you shared it with us. That's <laughs> definitely the most um, uh, fruity uh, pat lunch story we've ever we've ever had. Yeah. Um. So so are you a good cook? Uh. Well, I was when I was preparing for MasterChef. Did you do MasterChef? Yeah, I didn't. Celeb- I'm going to be on Celebrity MasterChef. Oh, when's it oh, coming wow. out? In August sometime. I don't know. I'm, I can't remember what I am and aren't allowed to say, but it's like... Two okay, fine. Ago. It's coming out soon. In August, um, yeah. Did you do well on it? I'm not allowed to say, but what I will say is... Yeah. Them judges, they didn't know what hit them. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They weren't who ready was, for it. Who were the judges, darling? You know, the, the Greg John Wallace Chirodin, and the, and the John. Oh, it's Jed. The Aussie. Oh, did he get Greg. his spoon? Did he get his spoon when he did the uh, dessert? Mm, and he went, when he makes Ooh. love to the spoon, when he eats a spoon yeah. and he's yeah. smogging it. And like, he holds it like he's a kind of, um, he's one of the lost boys in Hook. Every mouthful. And then he yeah. goes. Mm. Did he do the Every nod? time you watch him taste your food, it's like watching an M&S advert. You know how that everything's all <laughs> yeah. so seductive and sumptuous. It's like, mate, it's a bit of sweet corn. Come on. <laughs> how was your presentation? Presentation was flawless. Okay. I mean, look mm-hmm. at him, Mum. He's I presented don't well. A isn't word it? he's saying. I'm to really me. excited. <laughs> it's flawless. Listen, I want to know: um, Did you make friends with anyone on that Celebrity MasterChef? Is Katie, Katie Price fantastic? Katie Price, your new best friend. All right. Okay. Now, I have every belief that if me and Katie Price were on the same show, we would have been best mates. But she wasn't oh. on my show. I was oh, on the show. Bugger. 
I was on a show with uh, Duncan from Blue, right? Oh, uh, do you remember nice. the band Blue, yeah? The boy yes. band? Uh, Sarah, mm. my manager who's listening in, mm-hmm. it, she got Lee Ryan to sing at her wedding. He he did oh, an wow. original composition. She loves them so much. Okay, good. Fine. So now when I was growing up, I would even perform dance routines to his music. And when we would come back from visiting our grandparents, there was this one song on their album, which I would always put on to make myself cry. Did you, have you ever done that? Have you ever put on a song to make yourself cry? Because you want to just look in the mirror and see how Stop. you cry. I would Stop. do that. So now I'm seeing this guy and he's like opposite me and I'm trying to cook my mash and I'm thinking, oh, there's so much emotions going on. Am I going to cry into my mash? It was just a roller coaster. That is, I don't think I've ever put a song on to make myself cry, but I'm oh, really... come on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I don't think I have. Jessie, are you telling me... Are your songs? Are you telling me that when you've... You know, even when you when you was like a teenager growing up and you were like, the world's so hard and you wanted to cry and you couldn't quite force out a tear, you'd put on that one song and then the tears you know just flow. Miss Education of Lauren Hill always worked really well mm. with that. And also when my now husband, yeah, Georgie Pordy Toto, that mm-hmm. went down a, a, a corker in Portland. So yes, okay, fair enough. Hang on, what about Mumsy? Do you have a song you cry to? Yes, oh. Elton John, what am I going to do to make you love me? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, Mum, tell it. Pray do you tell. I think it's when Princess Diana died. No, that was Candle mm. in the Wind, Mum. No, he also, they played it on the radio. Yeah. What am I going to, because she was so lovelorn and she died. At, mm-hmm. No, when they split up, I think. Also, you can't listen to Annie Lennox. Why? Oh, no, because your father and I were splitting up when that song was... Well, there you go. Fine. So we all have songs. Yes, we do. Imagine that situation where you're now cooking, you're cooking for your life, and the person who sings those songs is stood in front of you. Imagine that, what I had to go through. Did you shed a tear? I shed multiple tears that that this series, I can tell you that. Did you tell him this story? Yeah, I told him. And did he cry? He did not cry. You. He laughed in my face. You must have made him laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously he made him laugh about it. Yeah, no, he was he was a very nice guy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's talk about your new TV show that's coming, what, in autumn? Are we allowed to say when? Oh, the Channel 4 one. Yeah, is it Complaints Welcome? Welcome. Yeah, that's going to be in autumn time, exactly. Can you explain what it's about? Mm. Um, And also, are you ready to become like a household? I mean, you're already a household name, but you know, Mm -hmm. you're going to become very, very 
very well known. Are you quite well, up for it? Know, I feel like you're not worried about that. Manu. No, I'm not worried about it because, you know, for, for seven years ago, I was making videos, not, not the same right. capacity, but I was creating, you know, I was mm. buying, I was buying my camera, just filming, putting videos together, showing my friends, my family, imagining what this day would be like, you know, seven years ago. So mm. I've had so many times to live out that, that dream in my head that now if it happens, I'm kind of like, no, when it happens, I'm going to be like, cool. I've imagined this. Whereas if overnight, let's imagine the Matt Hancock video was my first video ever. Mm. Imagine how I would be. I would be so spun and disorientated. I'd be like, oh God, what's happening? My life is falling apart. But I've had time to think about it. So I am ready. And the show's fun because it's like, you know how we'll try and do stuff that's topical. One thing that's mm -hmm. been topical for a few years now is everyone complaining about everything. They do. do you know what I had one time? Do you know what I had a few weeks ago? So... In my demographic, in my age group and stuff, you know, especially if you're like a rapper, the first thing you do when you, you, you know, you start to, you sign your big deal and stuff is you buy yourself a car. You know, you buy yourself a nice car that you've always wanted. And so rappers will often, they'll buy a car and they'll be like, yes, yo, look at the new car, oh, man. Da, da, da. Um, I've waited ages for this. So I don't have a car, okay? Cause I don't like driving. I like to go on a bike. Anyway, we was walking and um, to, the, to my local park, we saw this car, I've never seen a car like it before. It was like, it looked like someone's, it was looked like a really strange shaped forehead. It was tiny. It was looked like something Mr. Bean would drive in. And so I said to my uh, my friend, I was like, oh, let's do one of those car reveal videos because everyone will think I've got like a, um, a Ferrari and then we'll turn and it'll be this tiny car. So he filmed the video and I put it on my stories and people were messaging me like, oh my God, you fooled me or whatnot. Like, you know, this guy's a prankster. And then I had one message and this girl said to me, hey, listen, I really love your stuff usually, but what you have just done is car shaming. You have shamed people, <laughs> you have shamed people with this car and you have shamed people without a car. And I was like, I don't have a car. I just thought car shaming, it's not even a person at this point. Do, do you respond to that? No, no, I didn't or respond to it. I just it laughed at joke? it. I just laughed at it. Do you think you got the Channel 4 gig because you're very funny and fantastic satirist or because mm. you're very handsome? Look, I'm going to put it out there. You are gorgeous. That. No, you're saying yeah. that. But the thing is, I don't believe it. And I'll tell you why. Because when I you're was single, single. Are you single? Well, oh, I'm not when single you now. Single. But when I was single Lovely. and I was on a dating app. So this was at the time when Tinder was popping. I was on Tinder and I got so few matches. I oh. wrote, listen, listen to this. I wrote to the software developers to say, <laughs> guys, is there something wrong with my app? <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it was. So I'm not I'm not hearing all of this handsome business. So how did you meet the new love of your life? So we were doing I was doing a radio show and mm. um, it was me and my best friend, Scott, who's still my best friend. Like I took I took him on when he was just like 17. And then I was thinking, who's this guy, man? I was thinking. And anyway, we just became best friends. So one day we needed a guest to because this guy had dropped out. And I, I met this girl before, at like a Channel 4. And I says to her, um, oh, can you please come on the show and just talk about Channel 4? Just talk about how cool it is and what new shows you've got. So she came on, she was great. I thought, do you know what? This would be quite nice having you on the show as a regular because you bring a woman, a woman's perspective. Like we can we can talk dating stories. You can give us advice because we're both single. So she'd come on the show and then she was dating. So every week she'd come in and tell us a new dating story. And, and I was like, brilliant, this is great radio. And then one day she turned around and she said, oh, I fancy you. 
I said, what? She said it out there. Like not on that. radio, not on radio, but you this know. Is yeah, like, but this still. is like a Richard Curtis rom-com right here. This mm. is a film. But she said it straight out. Were you embarrassed? No, because no. she said it to me. Just she said it just to me. He's but right, I, to be honest with you, Tinder was bugging out. He was yeah. happy. Yeah, I no, I didn't believe it. I was just like, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm seeing all these handsome guys you're going on a date with, and I'm talking about them on radio. And now you're saying you like me. I said no. I know it's because these guys are actually they're just jerks, and I'm and I'm a polite boy. So I was like, I'm just the first nice guy you've met. But she was like, no, no. Because I was so unconvinced that this was real, she'd be like, oh, let's hang out. And um, I'd say, all right, after radio, I was so hungry that I just wanted to eat anything. And there was this place I'd go and buy chicken wings. In Brixton, there was only one place that had chairs outside and it was the police station. So for five weeks, she would <laughs> sit and watch me eat chicken wings outside the police station. <laughs> Oh and my I God, just romance. Yeah. And because I just wasn't on it. I wasn't thinking this is real. So it's only after a while I'd been traveling and, you know. Did you get her to... some chicken wings or did you? Did no, she, she just, was vegan. She so just she literally watched... just watched me eat chicken vegan. wings. Vegan. Wow, she really liked you, oh, dude. Yeah, so I was just you. thinking, this is really, this is really, um, you know, really kind of dedicated. And then after a while, that's when I thought, you know what? Let's go on a proper date. And the rest is history. And where did you take her to? A vegan restaurant? Probably, probably, yeah, because I'm really good at, I'm, I'm very good at, like, planning dates and stuff. Like, I do my research, very organised when I need to be. I, I love it because in some ways you don't rate yourself at all. You're, like, saying this girl's sitting on a police chair for th- five weeks watching you eat chicken wings. At least she knew she was safe. He wasn't going to jump her. <laughs> If she's there, it's quite a safe place to be. But like you're you're there and you're like, I don't believe it. It's a bit when Harry met Sally. I like this. Mm. And the other way, you're like, I am the sickest date planner. I am such a bad man. Like I am (laughs) amazing at this. Hang on, hang on. But that's because at the time I wasn't treating it romantically. Do you know what I mean? Fine. It's not like oh, any yeah. girl I date, I take to a police station for five weeks before I plan the first date. It's not, it's not like an initiation. I love and, this. Uh, we, we have lots of vegans listening to our programme and, mm. and they're, they're a bit critical of us because I'm not a natural vegan. Mm. Have you No, gone... they're critical of you. Yeah, mm. of me, because I don't mm. do much vegan cooking. I don't know whether your mum's the same. I'm... Mm used to using meat in most things. But I'm trying to be a better person. Do you now, have you adjusted the way you eat and the way you live because you're now mm. got a vegan? Well, I think actually it kind of worked in reverse. You still make a watch you eat chicken wings. Yeah, I mean, that's what we do on our anniversary. Um, just to remember <laughs> our roots. But no, she, well, I tried, I, you know, I got into corn a lot actually because oh you did i used to just food po- I, I give myself food poisoning at least twice a week even now 100 right now i'm literally literally counting down the seconds that i can run to the toilet so that's Go, just don't no no, no I, I've, I've trained myself what, what have um, you done what have, what I, you what have I eaten last night yeah lord knows probably some sort of undercooked chicken um because you want to get that pink line in the middle don't you like a COVID test, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, you oh want my your chicken God. breast to look like a COVID test is what I always oh say. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'm really looking forward to MasterChef now then. Did you give Greg Wallace food poisoning? Uh, I mean, you can tell by my expressions the answer to that question. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'll leave it for you to watch. But Got it. Basically, I actually really like vegan cheese, vegan corn mints, and sometimes vegan chicken. Uh, but I'm training 
So I tend to eat chicken because I, I think it's more proteinous, even though there's probably vegan stuff that's better. But haven't you watched the uh, documentaries on Netflix, mate, about how much? Yeah, but do you know what? I studied psychology at university, which is a science, although that is, you know, many people debate that. But what they, when you study science, you realise that it's quite easy to find research to support any yeah. Uh, hypothesis yeah. so my dissertation i could see ten thousand articles that disproved what i was trying to say but also ten thousand that said you're right so obviously i just put those ones in mm. okay we ask everybody on this podcast what their last supper would be mm. it's a starter a main a pudding and a drink of choice well pudding definitely would be sticky toffee pudding because pff, i mean what what can you say it's great you know the softness of it. But where do you get yours from? Where's your? Because mm. I'm, I'm, I'm presuming you don't make suet pudding. Um, you don't need suet. You need dates. Dates. Well, yeah. have you ever made a sticky toffee pudding? I thought you were saying I make surge pudding then, which also would have been quite <laughs> accurate to be fair. <laughs> but um, yeah. What do I do? Yeah, I don't make it. But if I go to, I basically any restaurant I go to, I look for it on the menu. But there's one place I tried it, which was called, I think it was called Hawksmoor, and that was really good. Yeah, I've heard that. And do you like it with custard, cream or ice cream? No, I like it with a sticky toffee sauce. And do you not have anything on the side, like to grate the sweetness? Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. cream, yeah. Can I just tell you, Mm. Kate, have you ever heard of Cook? They're like frozen meals, but like Mm. a bit posh. Okay, They make the best. Cook's sticky toffee pudding is the best. It's freaking great and you can have one in your freezer all the time. We'll send you one. I'll send you one. Yeah. You know, I did 66 days no sugar at the beginning of the year. That was tough. Why did you do that? Because apparently it takes 66 days to change a habit or to create a habit. And but I thought if I do it, then I will be free from my sweet tooth. But now I've basically got a sweet mouth. Yeah, well, yeah. The first thing you said out of your last supper was a pudding. So, yes. yeah. Yeah, there you go. I don't think it's worked. It's really lapsed hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got the pudding. But going backwards yeah. then, what's your main course? Main course is going to be... So I have, I've only had this once in my life, but when it, it was when I worked for a chef. And he made this thing called Venison Wellington. Oh. It was amazing. Venison Wellington with with truffle mash, um, some buttered greens, and like a, I don't know, red wine sauce maybe. God, no wonder you like Hawksmoor. It's like meaty Mm. stuff. Okay, fine. I don't know if they do corn corn venison, do they? No. No, I don't think they do. Sorry, I'm not smiling. Because I know if I smile, they'll they'll, they'll come for me. So I'm not smiling. Go backwards now. You're starter. Starter. Oh, man. It's got to be scallops. Scallops. Yeah. Yes. They're like fishy Haribo. (laughs) You're right. They're delicious. (laughs) Aren't they? They're a little treat in Mm. in a mouthful. Yeah. With a tiny bit of mash and breadcrumbs. Oh, nice. Oh, lovely. And drink of choice? Probably uh, lychee, no, a watermelon daiquiri. Oh, where'd you get that from? Wow. Where have you had one? Just get it at any cocktail place. But you know, people always look at me funny because obviously I'm with my pals and they've got these huge beer, beer. tankards. And you're drinking and then I'm watermelon sat and drink, daiquiri. You know, fondling a, a, a <laughs> cocktail glass with my little finger. No, you're That's like great. Del Boy. He loved a pina colada, so don't oh, worry great. about well, it. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you're fine. You're Modern fine. Del Boy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so. So I, I just want to know, now that, you know, you're working with the likes of Charlie Brooker, aren't you? Mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. you're doing, and you're doing Channel 4 and, and you're, do, I mean, 
you're huge. Do you like collaborating with people? Because everything seems so much like it's done, it's you kind of reacting to the story, doing it all really quickly mm. and brilliantly. But have you started collaborating with people and are you enjoying that? Oh, 100%, man. I mean, I, I you know, some of my biggest videos in the last, you know, month have been collabs. Uh, prior to the Matt Hancock video, like I worked with another comedian called Michael Dapper, who's amazing. He, oh, he did a lot I love of character him. comedy. Uh, Mo the Comedian, who's obviously got his new channel, well, he's got a Channel 4 show recommissioned, uh, the late mm. night show with Mo, which is every Friday, I think. I've worked with him. I'm going to be working with him again tomorrow. Great. Yeah, man, I, I collab wherever I can, but I'm trying to do collabs that really push me to the next level. Mm. So um, Uncle Roger as well. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. He just like love food, him food stuff. We've 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 yeah. filmed a video. We just wait. What what I'm doing is I'm going on holiday next week, so I'm just banking that video for when I'm out there, so I don't have to work. Amazing. Where are you going Where on are you holiday? Going? going to Croatia. Nice. Oh yeah, it's green, isn't it? Yeah. What do you mean? It is. Oh, it's, it's green. green on the green. Oh, list. Harry Maguire's there because he couldn't get into Greece, could he? So yeah, yeah. They're on yeah. The, well, it's good job. Well, I'm actually sneaking <laughs> yeah. in as a footballer, which is great. I've just told them are you? that Marcus Rashford, and they went. Oh, actually, this is probably. <laughs> Which politician would you like to um, have dinner with? Parody. Yes. Yeah. Oh, parody. Oh, have dinner with. Well, no, um, have both. dinner with first. Have dinner first and then. I mean, I'd love to meet should. Barack Obama. I'll say that much. I think that would yeah, be pretty incredible. But you wouldn't take the mick out of him. No, would you? no, no. I, no, look, no, no. I, I go for the baddies. That's the truth. Yeah. You know? I, I, do, I do a lot of research. I find out what people are feeling. Because when I do my sketches, what I'm actually doing is. I'm not really trying to tell people something new. I'm just trying to reflect how they already feel. So, you know. And, and I think comedy good, is the best way of doing yeah, that. Yeah, comedy is a way of kind of, when you do comedy, you never want to put, you don't want to put someone down. You know, you only want to elevate or you mm. want to use it to kind of poke fun at the villains. But even then mm. you're not being malicious. So don't worry, I'm a good boy. Yeah, but that's the, that is the thing about your style. There's nothing, it's not mean. Mm. It's but it, it's so sharp. It was mm -hmm. mean enough. No, it, 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 no, but it's, it's it's not. It's it's not kind of Piers Morgan. Well, made me it's happy. Not, you know, it's not bullying. Mm. But it's there's yeah, like you said, poking fun. But there's some there's a kind of a glint in your eye, a wink. There's you see, I mm. you get away with it. I have to say that your video about Matt Hancock came out before he resigned, and I wondered if that was the catalyst. Once he saw that, he thought. I'm stuffed. I'm done. I've got to. I've got or he to thought, go. I'm a sex symbol. Who needs yeah. the Tories? Yeah. <laughs> he ran straight to the studio to record a remix with Shaggy. I think that's what's really <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, no one's seen him since, really. Mm. He's busy slow dancing and following her bum. Yeah, exactly. On honeymoon. Um, but yeah, so who, who, would you, who would you like to sit down with that potentially you'd like to have a word with that wouldn't be Barack Obama? So one of the baddies, who do you think actually you'd have quite a good meal with? I would be very keen to see whether this guy, Boris, that we see, you know, struggling to put down an umbrella, like going this week he was on the internet, not even being able to put down an umbrella. Yeah. No. I just want to see if this is... I want to see if this is all an act. So it would be dinner, but it wouldn't be like a fun dinner. It would be like a sort of secret agent trying to really work out what is going on here. Well, listen, we uh, we can't wait for the next videos to come out. Can't Thank wait you. to see you on MasterChef. Can't wait to see Complaints Welcome. You can definitely come for dinner. Okay, brilliant. I'm happy about that. Thank you. And 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 lastly, mum mm. likes to ask everybody what their karaoke song is. Do, do you do, do you like karaoke? Well, you sing all the time in your videos mm. and things. It's got a good voice. Yeah, see, it's the power of auto-tune. 
I can't even I can't even claim to be at your level, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> listen, try and listen, Jesse. I I know a good teaching. voice when I see it and I hear it, and I think <laughs> that there is there is there is something in there. What is my karaoke song? My karaoke song would be probably a very slow song by like Amarian, which oh, I'm not gonna tell you to search Amarian Mumsy because I don't want you to. I don't want to open your mind. Would to I these. not like him? You'd like it. I don't want to open like your it mind. You like D'Angelo. I love D'Angelo. Yeah. So probably something by Marion. I say a Marion and he's got a song called O. Oh. oh, Mum. Oh. But otherwise... That sounds a bit rude, actually, if it's O. Well, otherwise, I'd really like you to do that blue song. Oh, yeah. That could be just really beautiful. Hold it Which one? Which the one? one, one that just cry. see if you can hold it together. Exactly. Oh, the one... <laughs> Yeah. Um, Munya Chihuahua, thank you so much for doing Table Manners. You are seeing us out of this um, series on such a a big bang and we just can't wait to see what else is in store for you. So thank you for doing Table Manners and we'll cook for you very soon. Yes, brilliant. Thank you so much, ladies. I've loved it. Thank you. Thanks, babe. Funny. He's naturally funny. Really? He's clever, that's why I guess. You're, you're looking at me like I'm not clever to, you, and well, not funny. Maybe so not. Thanks. Okay, yeah. I but you've got to be clever to be a satirist, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't think there's many people that can be satirists. Like, it's quite a... It's really tricky. But Munya, thank you so much uh, for being brilliant and chatting to us and yeah. having a story for everything from first dates outside p- police stations to, um, you know, uh, boxer shorts. Sitting, watching and eating chicken wings. Oh, sh- they're having a lovely Must time. They're about love. to go to Croatia. It's going Must all right for them. Love, they're yeah. going from strength to strength. But yeah, it's been a pleasure to do this podcast. We shall keep on going with more guests, more fabulous guests, more conversations around food and hopefully around the dinner table. Thank you so much to everybody who has messaged in. We absolutely love doing it and meeting people like Munya. Like, I mean, it's been it's been a lot. Yeah. Thanks for listening and we'll see you very soon. And next week and the week after, we'll be back with highlights from some of our favourite episodes from the like the last year. Hopefully it'll make you cackle. There is definitely muff diving in there. Good. Take care. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.